When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to break down all the worldwide implications of the Louisiana Purchase. I think it's important huh. to history. I think we really need to deep dive into what happened. Um, I'm going to just have to go back to my sophomore year of high school self to maybe learn a little bit about that because I forgot everything that was ever mentioned. Yeah, all right. We're not actually going to talk about the Louisiana Purchase. Of course, we're going to talk about Marvel, which is a lot of great news. But with me today, of course, we've got... Hey, Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And I love that guy. And joining us back again... It's Ron. It's Ron. I'm Coach, of course. Uh, we're excited to have Ron back. He uh, he joined us a couple weeks ago, and hopefully he can kind of be a little more regular appearance every couple weeks. It would be exciting. We kind of like him around here, so hope you guys do as well. Again, just roast him in the comments if you disagree. Um, do it. Review us do it on anyway. Apple Podcast and just say, you know, two star Ron's the worst. And we'll try to get that up to five star. Don't do that. Please just give us good reviews. Even if you have to lie about it. Just I mean you can give us five stars and then have your review make fun of us because then uh, that's, that's how you get around it. Yeah, definitely lie and say that we have five stars no matter what. Exactly. Um, we got a lot to break down today, but really the main two things, of course, is the new episode of What If? Yep. And uh, Shang-Chi, 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 and the Legend Shang-Chi of the Ten Rings. A whole bit about saying his name, and I still am not confident I'm saying it right. But uh, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. Great episode of What If? In my opinion, a great movie. So let's just jump right in. Shang-Chi, initial reactions, go. All right. Well, we did our. Uh, Ron, Ron uh, uh, I was gonna do. Yeah. So we got we got our quick a little parking lot review. <laughs> Don't Colin me in the podcast, all right? Yeah, Colin dude. isn't here. He's the only one that gets Colin. He's the one we can bully. He's not around. Yeah, so I, I gave my opinion a little bit more on the parking lot review. So I do want to hear what Ron thought because you are fresh out the movie less than half an hour ago. Yes, I have been home 20 minutes after seeing it. Um, my initial reaction, pretty good. Not amazing. Um, I think I might like it more a second time. There was a few things I was confused on. Um, that I think I won't care about as much the next time I see it. No. Um, but love the action, love the world building. Um, a little exposition heavy. Um, great characters, good acting, connected to the MCU in ways that are just enough. Um, yeah, little too much CGI in spots, like mm, yeah. as in the CGI could have been better. Well, um, unfortunately. I'll just hop in. So this, again, just for everyone, if you didn't read the description, this is going to be spoiler full. Spoilers. 
there's lots of spoilers here. So yes, there was CGI. We got to see, you know, dragons and monsters and cool things that we haven't seen really in the MCU before. And I, I can kind of agree with that, but you can't really do a live action dragon and we needed the dragon. So I'm not too upset. No, I meant there's a few scenes early in the movie where they use CGI and some of the fight scenes that oh, don't have a lot of magic going on. And some of those looked a little fake. A minor quibble um, took me out of it a little bit. That's all. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's deep dive into the movie then. Because I'm curious to know about all the aspects. Um, the easy part, obviously, is the plot. What did we think of the story itself? We got a, a father, and he lost his wife, and he kind of reverts back to his bad self here with his, his yeah. kids. The interesting what thing about this father is he is thousands of years old or a thousand years old or whatever, and he's gone through history very Attila the Hun style or Genghis Khan, if you will. And he was a really bad guy, but then he gets introduced to, you know, the Avatar Wind Tribe or whatever you want to call it. So that's essentially the Air Tribe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we got to see that. The the mother's cool, but yeah, he, he starts as kind of a villain, but later he kind of comes to terms and he's kind of a good guy. And then he goes well, back to being it bad. It feels like it's his movie, in, uh, which I don't know how we feel about that, but it is interesting that he gets – he probably gets close to as much screen time as Shang-Chi does. It's pretty close. Yeah, the first – what was it? The first – I want to say 10 minutes was yeah. the dad, really. Um, I think the the mother's a fun character too, though. Um, We did, didn't get to mention in the parking lot review the sister. Apparently, yeah. the actress, this is her first, like, major movie i saw a news article on that which actually super impressive first movie to come out swinging get to be one of the co-stars of a marvel movie definitely cool what did uh what did you guys think of her yeah i think she was important to the plot i think it gave shang chi like another reason to connect back to his family i think overall the plot i feel good about the story itself it kind of all made sense there was a an obvious evil force going on but there was an obvious goal of like he's trying to hide himself he doesn't want to be who he was um and you know we kind of learn more about him as he has to accept his past a pretty traditional um you know hero accepting his past and moving on kind of story but i thought they executed it well i thought the sister made a good you know moral compass kind of thing for him to bounce off of the friend was great um, yeah, Aquafina. Aquafina did an awesome Katie. job, I thought. So. Yeah, but her name's Aquafina. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're right. yeah Katie fair. In the movie, right? Katie, yeah, it's Katie. Yeah. You just said it. So, I feel pretty good about it. I thought the, the, it all made sense. I didn't think there was a ton of like, weird plot holes. or It wasn't overly complicated. There's a place. Got to find the place. There's a bad thing in the place. We have to stop well, the bad let's uh, let's just hit on our. Uh, I mean, it's a little outside of the the actual plot, but we can talk about what our one word out of context spoilers were and what exactly we meant by them, if you want. If it wasn't oh, already, yeah, well, actually, let's let's say that because I, I want to get back as we as we talk about characters. Oh, I'm kind of ties into that anyway. Um, so plot wise, did it all make sense to everybody? Everyone feels good about the plot. Nothing too special, but nothing too out of range. Oh, we lost Ron. Yeah, he'll come back. Um. We haven't had any problems. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the movie, the plot was fine. It was, it didn't seem like it was overdone too much. It wasn't a lot of cliches. There were definitely some in there, but what movie doesn't have that? 
I think it was cool new takes, and it's something different from what we've seen in the MCU because some of the other origin stories feel a little copy-paste off of Iron Man, but that wasn't the case here. That's a good point. It didn't didn't feel like other origin stories to me. Maybe it's because they started the whole backstory with the – with the father instead for me, I don't know, but I was definitely more hooked than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into the, the thing that people love, though, right? The thing, the, the selling point of this movie is the kung fu in the action. Yeah, um, get to see some what real this, martial what arts. You, think? you said you kind of thought it was a little CGI fakey. Was that just that scene, or did you kind of feel the whole movie fell? No, I love. I love the action um, as a whole. I love. Um, that it seems like the leads know enough martial arts. Um, I was thinking the same able... thing while watching it. Yeah, I was like, like, man, these guys know what they're doing. That's his real face doing those moves. I know it. Yes. This is what Iron Fist should have been, yeah. at least from an action standpoint. Facts. Um, I love all of the magical action later in the movie. Um, really interesting. Um, felt a little bit to me like a mixture between the last action scene in Black Panther, the battle, and also with some Doctor Strange kind of weird stuff just thrown in there. Um, but what I really like is a lot of the action scenes um, work really well with the story. So the first action scene, Katie's like trying to figure out what's going on with him. And you, it, you use those action scenes as a way to learn more about um, Shang-Chi. Um, the action scenes later reveal a lot about the dynamics between um, characters, particularly um, him and Wenwu. Um, and so I think some movies action scenes are kind of just thrown in there. The MCU is pretty good about not doing that in this one. Um, I think the action like tells the story in a lot of ways, um, which is, yeah, very well done. Yeah, Loved it. Yeah. Love, love all the action. It really did uh, do that. This like the specific styles that they did with the martial arts, like they showed exactly what works against Shang-Chi's father. It's like this very, natural open hand wind movement stuff and that does really contribute to the story itself because the father's very hard and it shows shang chi training throughout the movie punching on that tree and getting his knuckles bloody and stuff but then it kind of shows you there's another way to do things and they tied it together perfectly in the end if you ask me yeah i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna give it as close to an a plus as i can because i felt like they did there's very three very distinct styles of action that they had the, you know, the high-flying, very long takes, very martial artsy, the bus scene, the fight with his sister in the club, you know, those kind of like very hand-to-hand combat scenes. There was the the rings and like what was going on there, the very Doctor Strange-like um, the powers that came from that, which interestingly enough, I like that they kept the whole like purple is bad. And orange is kind of still the good power. They kept that going on. A little more blue than purple, if you ask me. But I, I get what you're saying. It was definitely, it was definitely supposed to be the same color as like Agatha. Oh well, the, the rings were kind of blue. I meant. Uh, okay, blue. okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Right. That's that's a good point. Um, and then of course there was like the flowy sort of um, mythical Japanese kind of <clears throat> of kung fu as well. So they had three different distinct styles, and I kind of loved all of them. Uh, I thought they executed them well. And they used them at the right time. So I'm going to give that one an A+. I felt good about all the action scenes. Like you said, the last fight kind of felt like that Wakanda fight, except way better. I don't know what it is about the final battle scene of Wakanda that just puts me to sleep. No one said Bombay. That's the real difference. (laughs) You missed that part. 
But I don't know. I was I actually was like engaged in this one. I thought it was cool. The like weird demon things were like whatever, but Well, yeah, you need dope. So There's only a certain amount of things where you can get is like a henchman army to make it make sense. <laughs> you kind of need that type of thing in these movies where it's like you need yeah. something that's kind of hard to kill but not possible to kill to kind of because you have a whole army yet you have the main characters that have to be the heroes. So like, exactly. oh yeah, the army's distracted with these little buggers and then you got to take on the big soul sucker. You need to be able to kill people that aren't people because you're, yeah. Um, so I loved all that stuff. Um, the characters I felt like were the driving force of this movie. If you you're going to put two of the main ingredients in this movie, I thought, was the acting and the action. Yes. Um, I think I think the best performance was probably... I, my favorite performance is, is Kate. I thought she just did, like... Because she's so over the top in movies like Crazy Rich Agents. So, like, the fact that she came in and was able to be funny without being over the top, to me, was the, uh, the yeah. thing that made the movie work. Aquafina was, like... She was, like, the perfect supporting character, like... You don't want her to take the spotlight too much because this is a Shang-Chi movie, but she was there enough hitting the right marks, being funny but serious in different tones. Like, she honestly did really nail the role. She's, you, like you said, she's known for doing more over-the-top stuff, so it was good that she dialed it down and was taking this role more seriously, which was good to see. Are there any other performances that stood out, Ron? Uh, yeah, I... I think my favorite performance is actually Shang-Chi, mainly because he's got to do a lot of different things. He's got to do action, stay in character while doing action. He's got to do a lot of really interesting family dynamics. He's got to show him loving Katie while making it still seem platonic, because I think that relationship is more platonic. It started um, to lean more but, romantic toward the end, but I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think he played it a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Um I think he he plays discovering his power as well. Um, a lot of the character stuff that happens during the action, um, I think he plays really well. And what I think is interesting about him is um, most MCU leads are either really quippy or more overly serious. Yeah, he didn't um, have he's to not be either of those. Yeah, he's not either of those. And so he kind of had to do like, he's kind of this like lovable slack off that also has like this really serious side two that he doesn't like hide um so i think it was a it was a very different type of role than most mcu heroes um with a lot of different pieces and i think he did them all well so i think he's probably actually my favorite favorite i like that because like you they could have gone a different route where they could have gone very black widow where she was raised to be an assassin and she's not very funny or quippy and she's mostly Mm -hmm. serious in the movie so the fact that we get to see that he had this quote-unquote tortured past getting you know trained to be this deadly assassin by his father but he's still a fun character to watch later it's not a dynamic we see too often so yeah he really did kill that role yeah yeah he he was a very normal guy and this like i said i think a lot of crazy rich asians is a universally loved movies if you've never watched kim's convenience he's great in that and I think he's probably the better act, best actor that was in this movie. He just did such a good job. And he, uh, you can't say he's better than Ben Kingsley as far as, yeah. like, actual roles. That's true. I forget that, like, Ben Kingsley it plays a much larger part of this movie. Let's talk about him, actually. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I think that's the only choice in the movie that, like, I'm not sure that I love, but I'm not sure that I dislike either. Yeah. 
Yes. I think it should have hit harder than it did. He was he was weird and quippy like he was in Iron Man 3, but like the backstory for how he ended up there, it was super weak and weird and yeah, thrown right. together very odd. Yeah, so it's like kind of liked watching him perform, I guess. Like, what? He felt misplaced, but not to the point where it bothered me through the whole movie. The the initial shock of it, I was like, this is weird, but he just kind of became this whatever tertiary character. What's the what's the little faceless thing's name? Gregory? What was it? Ron, you just saw it. Maurice, maybe. Mor- Morris, Morris. That's Morris. Morris, Morris. Morris. Yeah. Um, Maurice, um, the Beast. That's right. So I predicted he would be in this movie, yeah, because Disney Plus just put out on the actual channel the one shot, "All Hell the yeah. King." It's like twelve minutes. That's how oh, they shows him that. in jail, and he gets captured. And I was like, mm, they're putting that out a week before the I villains. Didn't see that. I haven't seen that. That sounds cool. I yeah. tried to mention um, it on the podcast last week, and you didn't get the reference. Well, I'll um, watch it. I'll watch it's it. fine. No, it's good. It's quite good. Um, so I, I predicted he would be in this. Um, I figured that he would get killed by um, Wen Wu, and it would show like how yeah. kind of evil Wen Wu is. Wen Wu is like getting his revenge on Trevor Slattery. So the fact that that didn't happen, it's kind of just here, was very strange. It was it was a little weird. It's just like okay, yeah. Sure. There's a couple of jokes. I was like, oh, that's funny. But for the most part, I was like, whatever. I you could have just. It's a Marvel movie, and it's PG thirteen, and it's got to be universally loved. So if they got to throw in a dumb, useless character to make more people watch the movie, they're gonna do it. And then they get like an A list actor like Ben Kingsley to play an idiot. Like no one can really fault them for that. Plus, I thought I thought the yeah. the, the creature was cute, so it, it yeah. you know it works out. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see a scene between him and Wen Wu, where like they discuss like, "Hey, you pretended to be me, but also like the bad racist version of me." Yeah. We didn't get that. We got something different. It's fine. I'll, we'll see if I change my mind the next time I see it. I might like it more or less. I do agree. Yeah, it's weird that it was just like mentioned and then like, oh, they just perform. He just performs for them. It's weird that the, you know, the Mandarin doesn't care that this guy was playing him off, but. I guess, whatever. Do we, he had bigger problems to worry about. Do we have other characters you really want to hit on? I mean, the ant was cool. The mom was cool. We've got to talk about the antagonist here. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's, you know, the Mandarin, I thought, was great. Yes. I thought he not only was like, I thought the inflammation of the rings was good, right? If you think about what the rings are in the comics. Stupid. The, trailer, the rings in the comics are stupid. And they, they all have individual this power, that power. So much better what they do. It never works ever when you do that. So just the idea that they're just generically powerful rings, they executed well, and they made them look cool when they could. Um, They had them stand up to gunfire, and he could make force fields, and it was better what he could do, but it worked. The thing they did were, like, he did close-up kill shots where he just shot it like a shotgun in that dude's face. I was like, that was sick. Let's go. He was intimidating. But he was more so even than I think than Thanos or anything. I thought he was super like you cared about what he was worried about. So at the end of the day, he is a person who lost his wife and would do anything to get her back, which hits even harder when you know he's someone who's been around for a thousand plus years. Right. Um, so he's lived long enough to like live without people, and it's even more important to him to have a family. So yeah, the the actor really don't like he he really dug deep for the character. You could tell that like it, it's weird because he seemed like he still cared about his kids, but he did kind of raise them to be assassins. And it, it's almost 
he was trying to train them to be better and never be put in that vulnerability state that he kind of was when he found his dead wife. He's like, I, my, my children are not going to be like that. I'm going to teach them how to stand up for themselves, which is a very typical parent thing to do. Obviously we don't all get trained to be assassins, but the way that he played that character where he's, he's, he's cold, but he doesn't feel like there's a, like a hatred toward his children or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean the the villain was truly like what they call it, the thing from the other side. Did they give it a name? Uh, the giant soul sucker. No, yeah. yeah, I have no idea if they gave it a name. I don't they remember. Didn't really give it a name other than like her, they called it the soul sucker at the bar scene at the end. That's that's yeah. what I remember. I'm calling it Stranger Things creature. Stranger that's things. fine. Yeah, I second it looked, that. It looked cool. It it you know it was selling him a bag of lies as it probably has other people. Smart. So, it was okay. I thought it was it was well executed, and it gave the antagonist a good reason to go bad um, in a way that doesn't make him a bad person. Even though I guess he was a bad person before. That's that what happened. I was yeah. trying to say earlier. Is like he was a bad person, then he was another. He was a good person, and then he turned out to be like an okay, but still bad person. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a weird range there. But I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was well executed. I think it's my favorite part of the movie, other than. Uh, you know, Aquafina and the bus scene itself, which I love. Um, it's funny. What do we think of of Ty of Ty Lo? Of Ty, uh, was Ty Lao? What is Ty Lao, the location. That was why I, I did my little uh, one word thing was Pokemon because as soon as I saw the theater, I'm like, oh hey, look, it's Bullpix. <laughs> There's Nine Tails, and then yeah, just things like that where I was like, oh yeah, this definitely looks like a Pokemon. And then Cody brought to my attention, he's like. Yeah, it's because it's based on old myths. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, there's really two locations I thought that were cool and new. We do there's that the, the fighting reef place, and mm-hmm. there's and then there's the, the sweet garden world. Um, Ron, which one did you like better? What did you love about about the world building here? Oh, um, I mean, I liked better uh, definitely Talo. Um, I mean, it's in it more. There's more going on there. It's more strange. Um, I was hoping we were going to see some of those cities, and then when I heard that they all got destroyed, I was a little sad. Um, maybe we'll get a flashback in a future movie where they show us what their cities would have been like. I think that would be sweet. Well, um, we got a, we're getting a Wakanda show, so it's not completely uncalled for for them to make a show or some sort of spin-off on this location. I would be totally down for the history of this place as a yeah. little short and I think we'll we'll get it. Um, I think in each Thor movie we get more um, about Asgard, um, Wakanda. We're going to keep getting more. Um, so I think we're going to learn more. I'm my appetite um, has been um, satiated for now, but I want more at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll get it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say uh, it was fire. It was absolutely dope city. I love Japanese mythology. And, and see, Chinese, it's they kind of they kind of took things yeah, from they, each well, them, but they did. The, the, my favorite part was the the white foxes with the mm-hmm. tails. Um, mm-hmm. Dope. Those things were absolute fire. It's called a food dog, I believe, is what the yeah. lion ish characters. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, and the sweet lion. Um, oh, I love the lions. We gotta lion make sure dragon I things. Got that right. Awesome. Like, I was right. <laughs> you would think they would look weird, but like they did it so well that it like. I couldn't believe they pulled that yeah, off. That was the thing. I knew exactly what it was because I, I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of like tattoo videos and like old statues and stuff. And it's like this weird creature that no one really knows what it is. But yeah. And then they made food dogs 
come to life for like a mythological CGI creature. And I was I was totally on board for it. Yeah, I was on board for all of them. I thought they were all sweet. I wish more of them would have took place in the fight. I wish like the sweet white foxes would have came in for just because I liked them, but. It was still that weird, like, dragon deer looking thing. I don't know what that was, but hey, more power to it. Uh, The dragon itself was fire. We should probably spend a little time just talking about how sweet that thing was. It could water bend, apparently, which was dope. (laughs) Yo, that was so sick. It was moving around. Uh, That was just a cool fight between the dragon versus the soul sucker. Um, Yep. Sweet. I think it was moving and grooving. Um, Got to do some cool stuff, some good neck bites. What do we think of the final kill, though? That thing was sick where he's doing the air bending and using the rings at the same time i'm like this is so cool it's and one of just... the few kills that feels like it's from a video game that i yeah. also still love watching it though usually when you do a video game kill in a movie i'm like okay yeah that's i see what you did there but it was just so awesome i was like yeah great i'm here for it i like it it did feel like a cutscene in a video game it's a good point that's a that's a good way to put it yeah sure those right those rings are fire man those things do some sweet stuff um, uh, i yeah. want to know do you think one of those lions wins in a fight or one of the rhinos from Wakanda? Dude, the food dog for sure. Food dog? Food dog over those rhino things. Those rhino things are cool, but do they have those giant teeth? Did you see how big those food dogs were? Well, they're big. Those are big. Yeah, they had giant, yeah. I would be curious how nimble it is with a giant head like that. What's your weight balance going on there? Um, but yeah, super cool place. I like the underground fighting ring place. I mean, we should touch on that. It was cool. It feels like every other one, right? It felt like whatever the place is in Captain America Winter Soldier. It felt like nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy. They all it felt cool. like the fight club that you find Wolverine with in the first X-Men movie, which yep. would have been a sick intro. But I, obviously, they're not going to do that. Oh. But come on, that'd be funny. Okay, here's here's my question. Why is Wong fighting Abomination and has seemingly a friendly relationship with him? Just no explanation. I think I think it's genuinely like he gets paid to do it, and he's like, "Hey, dude, you want to go? Just you know, do a few rounds. You want to spar?" Seems like what it was. And I just feel like the longer Wong hangs out with Doctor Strange, the more weird interests he seems to develop. Yeah, for sure. It seems he was so sturdy and like stone faced in the first Doctor Strange, and now he's this weird eccentric guy is the number two yeah. we talked about that in our parking lot review but Wong just he was lovely to have in the movie I enjoyed him quite a lot uh, eventually I want to touch on the mid credits slash uh, post credit scenes but we'll get to that good stuff um, yeah Ron we have, we've given our reviews mine's a little different um, I'd love this movie but if you had to rate this movie out of ten legendary rings, how many rings would you give it? Sorry, I was having some buffering issues. Wow. Oh man, you missed the line, bro. How many rings out of ten would you give it? Legendary rings. rings out of 10. Mm. I give it seven out of ten, and I think that could get bumped down or up one on a rewatch. Um, and I, when I say that, I mean like with my average movies being like five and a half. Um, yeah, I, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how much I like it on a, on a rewatch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I plan, I'm watching it tomorrow with my wife. So I'll, I'll be excited to give a more thorough review of the second time, but initial watches, I love it, but we'll see how I feel about it. if parts feel boring or long the second time. 
I, I stand by my eight and a half rings that I gave it in the parking lot review. Yeah, I feel like I want to give it like a nine solid just because I, I love it so much. But we'll, we'll, we'll see when I rewatch it again. Oh, one it. thing, uh, the costumes. Uh, sweet. Dragon scale armor. Let's go. <laughs> That's all I had to say yeah. about that. Looked cool. And the well, sister we, had some cool armor too. The sister's white outfit was dope. Mm-hmm. The dragon was dope. Like I said, the rings looked dope. The one thing I didn't love was the weird guy's arm thing. Well, I'm not. Oh uh, yeah, well, they, I think his name was actually Razor Razor Fist. Razor Fist. <laughs> that was very much the Taser face. Yeah. Of this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fine. I was kind of over that, but you know, all the cool stuff looked cool. The weird. I, yeah, weird I talked about that stuff. with you while we were in the theaters. I'm like, I don't mind these henchmen characters. They're kind of okay. Like the mask guy yeah. that was kind of his trainer. That met, you know, an untimely demise by the end of the movie. It was, it was still real. They were, they were fun enough. Like, it's better than the average henchman. I did, thought. Did anyone not see the fact coming that Shang Chi did in fact kill his mother's killers? Like, we all kind of. Uh, no, it was kind of like I wasn't. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what? didn't know for sure, but I had a strong feeling. Why didn't we see it? Yeah, I would like to see it, actually. Well, you you're going to make your Marvel happen? hero murder someone on camera, Ron? Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, would, I would want to see it, too. Yeah, I'm with you. If but, we can't handle that, we're not going to be able to do Deadpool in the MCU. Just see, they're doing that one rated R, though. They already confirmed that. So Deadpool 3 is no, going to be rated R. They do what they want with it. I know. You don't have to show it. It's just the fact that they showed none of it. I'm, I'm wondering, was that a storytelling choice, or is there something else going on there? they're going to save for a sequel i would assume it was just a character choice so they wanted to like they didn't want us to watch him kill someone in cold blood yeah i mm. think which i'm especially for, as a 14 year old like that'd be that'd be kind I of a scene but i think that's really what happened there um, well you saw how like they kind of dumbed down the red room from black widow like they have to tone certain things about it down. Like it's it did seem pretty dark in Black Widow, but the actual comic Red Room, like it's much worse than they could have embraced in the movie. So it's kind of probably the same type of deal. Do we uh do we feel like after seeing this movie, do we feel confident in Shang Chi's martial arts ability? Is he the greatest greatest martial artist in Marvel? Yeah, I'm really, really, really rooting for Iron Fist here. I think he's the worst. So, yes, there's no competition. He's the best hand-to-hand guy they got so far. We'll see if they get someone uh, else if you were to, in there that's good. If you take Colleen from Iron Fist, uh, she might Yo, be up there she was him. cool, though. I'm not going to lie. I liked his girlfriend a lot more than I liked him. I didn't even watch season yeah. two of the show, but I liked Colleen a lot. She could give him a run for his money, I think. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, because in the comics, he's supposed to be the best, so... I like the, the the MCU. I mean, it felt like he did some sweet stuff, so feel right. good about that. All right, let's, look at this. Let's, look at this. let's transition now into post movie worlds where we can get a little speculation, a little bit of movement on. You guys did know there are two scenes, um, post credit and end credits. Mid credit, post credit. Yeah, whatever. Do not remember which one's which, but I do. Remember uh, the one with Hulk and Captain Marvel is the mid credit, and then the sister is the, the post credits. Yes. Yes. Good. Or whatever way you want it, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we kind of see. Well, let's. We can also talk about the fact that Wong shows up at the diner scene and leaves as well, because I think that helps us understand. First off, that's a funny scene. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, good callback to the beginning of the movie, and ha ha ha! They now look at how grown up they are. They're now saving the world. 
um, plus long straight. So we see that stuff, and we know that they're moving forward now. And but the interesting part was really the rings pulsating. I was just gonna, yeah, we definitely need to touch on about the fact that it's calling out to something. Is that something to do with how they're doing this Eternals dealio? What are we? What's happening there? Is it going to be more of like a Galactus route? Where are we going? What do we think? I have zero idea. That's where I'm at. I literally have no guesses. You call not, yourself a podcast host. I'm not going to say I'm, it's Mephisto. It's definitely they're making sure it has nothing <laughs> to do with any like Infinity Stones or anything. So it's it's. I'm definitely interested to see what it is. And the fact that nobody there knew, everyone's like, eh, I don't really know what to say. I, I want my vote to be Galactus, but I know that the Fantastic Four movie is still so far away, so I don't because that's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a reach. It's, yeah, I'm I bet you it connects to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, yeah, everything connected to that freaking well, movie, man. <laughs> the reason I say that is most of the time you get post credit scenes, and one of them connects to the sequel for that movie. So I think the end credit scene is setting up Shang-Chi 2. And then usually the other one sets up some other movie that's going to be in the next year. Um, if I had to look at the schedule for the next year, probably I mean, Doctor Strange too. We got Eternal Spider-Man, then Doctor Strange. So yeah, all I care about is that they didn't have that stupid scene with the dumb girl showing up and being like, "Join my anti-Avengers team." Oh uh, yeah, I'm Lady Hydra. <laughs> I'm over that post-credit scene existing in every movie. I'm so glad it didn't end up in this She was movie. only in one post-credit, and then she was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's yeah. it. Well, that's – no. Hey, don't diss Elaine. What? No, Elaine can – Elaine is a national treasure. I know that's not her actress's uh, name. Black Widow, yeah. That's what I meant. I'm Go over ahead. it. I'm over expecting her to show up. I don't care about – I, I still want Katie to be part of that team. She might they're just doing Nick Fury. Team. That's I'm exactly what they're doing. Whatever. Here's her name. She's evil Nick Fury. Yes. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That's what makes her great. I'm over it. But I've been wrong before, I suppose. All right, anything else we need to hit on? Anything else you guys want to shout out that you really loved? Yeah. Um, did you notice that Bruce Banner's old now? I, yeah, he and has a broken arm. <laughs> well, he has a, he has a broken arm. That makes sense. But he's no longer Hulk, and he's old. Yes. Yeah. What's going on there? I mean, he might have aged a bit. I mean, I think just Mark Ruffalo is getting older, and it's silly to just keep dyeing his hair. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, the fact he's not Hulk anymore, because I think he ended the Smart Hulk thing. Smart yeah. Hulk, and he, mm-hmm. he wasn't in this. That's a big um, speculation point for people right now is, like, hey, why is he not Smart Hulk anymore? Which I told Cody already I'm kind of happy about, because I did not want to see a movie with Professor Hulk again. The one movie was fine. I don't ever need to see it again. Yeah, I'm over it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm over his weird character arc. He's Dr. Banner. He's smart. He figured it out. It's great. They keep Um, putting in Brie Larson like we're going to start liking her. And I just, I just, (laughs) it is what it is. She's just, she's going to be around. What I think is interesting is that Wong was talking to them. Wong, he didn't get snapped, did he? Wong was, was just alive between Infinity War and Endgame. I think it's, I I think it's, I don't think it says specifically, but I feel like it's implied that him and Dr. Strange both got snapped. But I suppose oh, I see. I, I don't. I don't know if he did because I was wondering why he was talking to them. The real reason is because Benedict Cumberbatch costs more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in, but in universe, I was thinking like, oh, maybe he developed a friendship with them over that five years because Doctor Strange wasn't around, and so he's the one that's like connected all the people, and Doctor Strange isn't. Yeah, I don't think it says explicitly one way or the other. So, but it, yeah, I suppose it feels like he would have been part of the 
recovery group. If I mean, we got a Doctor Strange movie. They probably will confirm something like that. Or maybe even in Spider-Man, they'll be like, one of them will make a quip about being gone for five years, and we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, it'll I, be great. We better um, see yeah. a Captain Marvel 2, her being really busy. Yo, I'm sick of her not being around for things. Like, she's just so busy, so we got to be able to see that. Otherwise, I think it's worse, though. Yeah, it, it's just funny. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got to go. I, I got to go. The universe to say yeah. Well, then, stop showing up to this, then. What's worse, though? <laughs> the Eternals. The Eternals have been here the whole time, and they're trying to explain yeah, that they in this trailer. they don't in a bunch of scenes and tell me how busy they are in That's other fair. movies. That's fair, but... Come on, man. Thanos attacked. They did nothing. Yeah, Boom. Fine, I think Eternals will be great. Um, yes, I agree. I think that movie's going to be fire. I've been talking about that since they released this whole movie slate that it was one of my number one things I was looking forward to. Uh, so Shang-Chi, let's, uh, it did pretty well. Um, my understanding is that it had a pretty strong weekend. The Outside of Black Widow, it's been the best one in the pandemic. Plus, it's only been out for, you know, yeah. the weekend, so I think it's going to surpass Black Widow for sure. Yeah. And I think it's, I, hopefully, Labor Day traditionally isn't good, but then it's like COVID, it's like, does Labor Day really count as a bad weekend anymore? I don't really know, but it did a good job. I think it opens up the market to more movies just being released in theater and not so much, you know, half streaming, half release things. Maybe. Yeah, they went that route this time because wasn't it? Didn't they say like they're doing a month of it just in theaters and then yeah, they're going to do premium access? Something. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, we'll see. It seemed to make some money again. Uh, part of me just thinks the whole movie theater experience, like I just think it's going to be less relevant. I think more and more people are just going to want to watch it at home. Um, it's just a time. Times are changing things, but. Do we want to hit on a couple of news items before we jump into the what if review? Yes, There's not a lot, but go for it. News and notes. Uh, like I said, well, obviously we heard just, as we said talk about the box office. It's got some good stuff. Is there anything interesting they need to say about the box office other than? I'm impressed that it's making that much money because he's not a popular hero. But I'm also not surprised because it's still Marvel, and I like it. Still Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we did hear a my, little something. My, Ron was just telling us about the Russo brothers. Ron, what were you talking about with the Russo brothers article? I haven't read. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Russo brothers, who directed uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, um, they've always left the door open for future Marvel stuff in the future if they found it interesting. They said that they are becoming less interested in that, given the lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson has with Disney, um, because I think they. The implication being they don't like the way that Disney's been doing releases of movies. Does that change now that they're putting them in theaters for a month? We'll see. Is it because they don't like how they Disney treated her? That could be it too. Um, it's it's just notable that um, we could see that with other directors potentially. Like I'm, I'm curious if, if any other directors who've done Marvel movies that they want to have say no for similar reasons. Um, well, that's that's the thing about uh, Marvel movies is like. Their directors, not they're not always big names. Like there's some that I just straight up haven't really heard of. So I don't think directors have ever been like a main focus other than the Russos and obviously John Favreau being the the shepherd he is to the MCU. But the Russos are important to the MCU. But I, I'm I'm satisfied with what they've done so far. I don't care if they come back. I mean, they make great movies, so if they do, I'll be happy. If they don't, I'm not gonna cry about it. I think the other interesting discussion to think about is just is just the whole idea of the way they structure contracts. Is it going to affect actors and co- them coming back and things like that? 
Um, part of me thinks it's it's just a weird lawyer thing that's got to be worked out about the language of these contracts. Yeah, at the end of the day, actors aren't going to care if it's in theaters or on streaming. The only reason they care now is because the language in their contract is specific to like getting a portion of the box office. Yeah, they just in future contracts get a portion of what they make in streaming. I I think this is. Just going to be the future of movies in general, not even outside of the MCU. I think this is just going to be the new norm. It's kind of sucks because I love going to the movies, but also I get the entire convenience of buying a premium access or going the HBO Max route and doing a dual release. Like it kind of makes sense. Not everybody has the money or the time to just go see whatever movie they want, and having these premium accesses or free to watch as soon as they come out, like. It's a smart move on the part because you're going to get more eyeballs. You're going to get more eyeballs on the thing just by making it more convenient for people. Sure people you're, are giving, you're giving your actors and your directors their fair share. Exactly. If it was being released in the theater, I think it's really all it comes down to. Exactly. Yes. All right. That's Sweet. that. Let's move on into what if. Um, okay, we had two things we had to watch this week. I know. Cut into my time. I just hate having to watch Marvel, man. So much work. Hey man, that's a breach of our contract. They pay us a lot of money to talk about it. They pay us a lot of money. And by that I mean they pay us zero money to tell them how great they are. Um, If they want to pay us money though, you know, feel free. We'll take that sponsorship. This was definitely a a different what if, man. My favorite what if so far. I will say that right now. Hands down. Okay. I still prefer watching the the Black Panther one. What? T'Challa Star Lord. Yeah, T'Challa Star Lord, Black Panther Star Lord. Ah, whatever. It is T'Challa Star Lord. But this was definitely an interesting one. Um, had a lot going on. I'm going to start by saying the only thing I don't want to have happen out of this episode is that we start worrying about what what if means to the rules of the multiverse. <laughs> um, yeah, that means something <laughs> Ron wants to have happen. So that's good. That's the that's the question I had the whole time. I was like, it can't. They they just how does this, this, how does this affect have, time travel? How does this affect colleges? For what it is, it's not anything to do with the real MCU. We're not going to get an appearance of them playing these characters brought into the MCU. This is very much a fun cartoon doing exactly what the What If comics did. We're like, hey, what if this thing happened? What if the X Men all died? What if this thing? What if that thing? It's all it's fun to watch little cartoons. It keeps Disney Plus members on Disney Plus because we don't have a Marvel show right now. So it's just going to get us to the next one. The only thing I would say is any rules that get like generally established in how the breaking of the multiverse works, as soon as a live action movie comes on, it's going to be up to that director in that moment. Yep. What they say, that's going to be the real rules. So I saw a news article on this recently. Um, that's what it was for a while, and that might continue to happen. They apparently, I think just this last year in summer, I'm pretty sure, finally had a bunch of people sit down and actually iron out the rules to time travel in the MCU, which is not the same as the multiverse, but it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just, is, so that it, just so it has some fair. level of consistency behind it, um, think, which I thought was interesting. What if, you know, do you think they also cared of what if was it within the same rules? <sighs> Probably, probably not. I mean, I don't think it breaks the time travel rules. I think the Eye of Agamotto has always worked differently. It's always been like a rewind tool, and I think that's why um, you can erase history in a way that um, going back in time so far in the MCU has not done. 
Yeah, they they Marvel's really going all out on leaning into the comic book thing because yeah, they just went with time travel in Endgame, and they're like, yeah, but also the multiverse. It's like, man, we are going just no holds barred comic book movies now, aren't we? And I'm not mad about it because I've been a comic book nerd my entire life, but I'm wondering how the the broader people are gonna. Uh, I think Spider Man's gonna sell everyone on it. Is what it is. Everyone's like. Well, we could just see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield again. I'm on board. And then whatever yeah, else they do. It if people will complain about the rules, and I'll say what I always say, it's all a paradox. It it's can't exist. Up. It doesn't exist. So stop worrying about how things work. It's fine. But let's talk about this episode specifically, the rules in this episode, and how he kept trying to break his wife out of debt. So if you don't know, the what-if scenario in this situation is instead of him breaking his hands – um, his, his girlfriend, what's her name? Nat- I don't well, know. Rachel McAdams is the actress, but yeah, I don't know. Do we know. It's Christine Palmer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, Palmer, okay. Dr. Palmer. Rachel McAdams, Dr. Palmer, she dies instead of him breaking his hands. Um, yep. That's kind of what brings him to be Doctor Strange. In the classic what-if fashion, he has a similar arc. He bargains with Dormammu and all that stuff. Ha ha ha, funny, funny, same stuff. Um, but it's he keeps trying to fix it with the eye of Agamotto. What did they call this event? It was something that you couldn't change. They had a name for it, but it, it's not a Nexus event because that's the, the uh, multiverse thing. I want to say it was called a fixed, fixed a event. Fixed, fixed, fixed moment? Fixed I think a fixed yeah. moment or a fixed event? Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah, and he can't, he can't seem to save no matter what he does. There's a whole montage, which that scene was pretty cool. I like that scene. So, like, mm. no matter what he did, um, something somewhere made sure that she died. Uh, yeah. Um, we get to go to a – following the death, and he goes through his morning. He has to – he's trying to find a way to get it fixed because apparently the eye of Agamotto isn't working. So he seeks this tribe of some sort that we've never seen in the MCU before. I forget the name of it, but it was very cool. Like, this, the, like, pyramid-looking thing, and they had that oh, one yeah. guy – he went to look for the uh, the library. Library, there we Karma, go. Karmataj. Karm- Karmataj, yeah, sure. No, Karmataj is the name of the place. It's the, I've, uh, shoot, it's the name of the book. It's in the this live-action movie, too. I can't remember it. There's a lot of names, and none of them are English things that I know. So, but yes, That's all right. he has to find this sacred library. Mm. He's trying to find different ways to break this event, and it turns out he needs more power. How's he going to get power? He's going to take it from other things. And he starts... By eating them, basically. By eating them. I have a question for the group here. Do we think that that guy that runs the library, uh, he had like the the black guy with like the white paint going on his face. Do we think that they could do a flip and introduce him into a future MCU project as a live action character? Because that'd be kind of neat if they finally decided to do it that way instead. And okay. if it's going to be in any, it'll be in, you know, the madness of Doctor Strange, Spider-Man 4, super movie. The multiverse of madness, for sure. There's <laughs> one on there. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think that would be a neat thing, though, if they, they did the reverse. They're like, hey, if they went full Star Wars on it, where they take us to the Sokotano and stick her in live action. Like, I, I don't know. They've done it before. I'm just saying it'd be cool if they did it again, because I liked that character. It very few lines, but he was interesting. That mm-hmm. moment, probably the darkest moment in the MCU they've done so far. The Doctor end. Strange just devouring the souls of creatures oh. and then also people. Um, yeah, so, it looks so dark. His, his cape yeah. was awesome. 
And that's uh, the tentacle monster got to make another appearance. Yep. I'm so annoyed with the stupid tentacle monster. <laughs> what if? The no, most cliche monster ever. Um, no, I Apparently, love the episode because it's, uh, that moment though. Know know this. Uh, I'm going to throw this out before we move on. Apparently, that tentacle monster in the comics is a Sorcerer Supreme in a different multiverse. <laughs> so, if it keeps That's appearing, weird. we might have an issue. But all right, Ron, keep going. Okay. No, I'm just saying I I love this episode for a few reasons. One of them is it's the darkest thing they've done. They took a hero oh. and oh, just man. sucking the souls of people and causing um, – basically pulling a double Thanos, essentially. Yeah. The somber um, thing, man. That was my – like I said that to Cody right after I watched it. I was like that was the most somber thing that I have seen them do in this, and I freaking loved it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just – I don't know if I'm just a mask. Whatever the word is, I'm kind of negative. I like to see that in things because it's more realistic, and I'm glad they did it because it was cool. It was brutal. It was different. It was different and dark, and I liked it. Yeah, it's it's weird to think, but it, I also like the you said it establishes that weird rule like this timeline could just end. Like he just ended that whole universe. We got to yeah. touch on that though for sure. The Watcher interaction. He actually interacted with the character. Yes. Yes, do you think in the future the Watcher will change anything in a timeline for the sake of saving multiple timelines? Well, that's kind of how it always goes. Yeah, that's how it goes in DC Comics, Marvel Comics. There's always the Watcher who's never supposed to interfere, and then there's finally one thing that for some reason he decides that's the time to jump in, and then it turns into a new story arc. I think the fact that he didn't in this one is supposed to really establish so that way when he does... yeah. Then you know it's real bad. Well, I, I think it establishes the reason. Yeah. It's, he seemed to imply if it's going to affect other timelines, he would stop something. Um, he seems to imply if he helps, actually, in this case, that that will could affect anyway. other timelines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's what I liked about that too. Um, so Mordo from Doctor Strange One has his line at the end of that movie where he says, um, "The I think the balance comes due, always comes or something." Due. Yeah. And I watched the movie and went, that's dumb. The only thing Doctor Strange did is save, like, reality. Um, what, like, could be worse than that happening? This episode set up, I think, um, some potential things that could have been worse than that. Like, maybe Mordo's afraid, like, oh, a bunch of timelines will get destroyed. The, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it, um, it, it, to me, it, like, added extra fuel to, like, that character's... Um, beliefs heading into the next doctor strange movie um and yeah i think everyone if fleshes out a part of the world that we've already known and so for me it just is reinforcing all the like possibly bad things that can happen when you do time travel when you do yeah. multiverse stuff um and adds extra layers of like moral quandaries to things which i like speaking of mordo where's that guy been i need to see some more mordo in my life he's, he's I, gonna doctor strange the first doctor, I know if he's, he's going to but it's been so long. He but I like Mordo now more after this episode than I did because I think he maybe has more of a point now because there's more than one universe to consider. It, it, it is, I mean, it's not going to directly call that out in the movie that, like, this is what happened, but you're right. It kind of displays what could happen if a so source... We, the audience, have a better understanding yes. yep. of what's going on. And by we, the audience, I mean the 12% of people that watch What If. Compared to the MCU, movie, yeah. Yep. It's fine. That's okay, though. Are we excited about the future of, of what if going on here? We're going to keep going. Well, this is the one I was like 
there was T'Challa, Star-Lord, and I really wanted to see Sorcerer Supreme, Strange. And those are the two that I was looking forward to that we've seen, because there's other ones that we didn't know about, probably. But those are the two that I really wanted to see, so the rest of I am excited to see the zombies, not as excited. (laughs) Do you think we're going to see this Doctor Strange again? He was not dead at the end of the episode. We talked about next season other characters coming back but i don't think this doctor strange will be coming yeah back, no. that is a good point because we do already know for a fact that season two of what if will have continuations of certain stories from season one of what if this one i don't think there will be i think that was this was it there might be another doctor strange one that has similar thing but i don't think this doctor strange i think this universe has just ended there's a that was theory. weird that the evil Doctor Strange absorbed yes. good Doctor Strange. That was yes. wild. There's a theory floating on the internet that the Doctor Strange in the new Spider movie is actually this Doctor Strange. No, I'm just saying that's not true. I'm it would make no sense. It's actually Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> yes, also, Mephisto would make more sense, actually, I think. First off, yeah, there's like a 1% chance that that's possible. Yeah, no, I don't think that's what's happening. But people believe anything. Yeah, no, I love it. It's fine. Speculate away. It's all good, and someday I'll be wrong. And when that day comes, I'm sure that uh, you guys will be the first ones to remind me. Yeah, I was going to say, just jump back to any of our earlier episodes, and he was wrong at least half the time. Uh, I'm telling you right now that Ralph Boner is Quicksilver from the X-Men. Yes, we, all, we are in agreement I'm there. Not, I'm not backing down just because he's <laughs> Ralph Boner. I wouldn't right. either. You're right. It's true. Coach, Coach I think you're yeah. Mephisto. You are Mephisto. I think, yeah, I think deep That's down we're all going to be real surprised when I'm Mephisto. And you all feel like a bunch of dum-dums. So I think that's uh, where you got to keep your mind ahead. Well, I think that's all I had to say. Anyone else got anything they need to, need to flesh out? Is there anything they want to get off their chest? Uh, not really. What if? That was, that was my favorite episode. And the rest are going to probably not be as good. And it's going to make me sad. Oh, uh, well, we'll see, I guess. I love it. I love the movie. I love the show. It was a great week of Marvel. So hopefully you guys go ahead and spread our podcast around, let people know, so that way they can be excited not only about us, obviously we love us, but also that they can grow and learn more about the MCU. I feel like this podcast is a good place to help people who are trying to keep up with all the madness that is going on in the MCU. Otherwise, Yeah, we're a good anchor for them. Yes, obviously that. Join our Facebook group, have fun. Um, anything you guys need to plug before I log out here? Uh, follow the Instagram page too. I put up some cool stories and uh, good times like that. Good times like that. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week with another episode of What If. And maybe our opinions of Shang-Chi will have changed on a second review. We'll come back and tell you how terrible it was. But uh, in the meantime, just trying not to have too much fun about us.